Hey everyone and welcome back to Robbie's Backstage Bands. Today I am joined by the lovely Jacob Fowler who's currently on the UK tour of Heathers. How are you doing? Hello, I'm very good, thank you. How are you? I am great on All The Better for chatting to you as well. Okay. Now, would you like to tell everyone who you play in Heathers? So in Heathers I play Jason Dean, JD for short. Um, he's kind of like the, he's the antagonist let's call him he isn't he's not the most pleasant man in the world um but you know when you first meet him he's quite cheeky chappy and then um yeah he he takes veronica on a wild ride through westerberg high school oh and uh, yeah wild ride probably the best way to put things um <laughs> but no jd is an unreal character and i could only imagine how your vocal cords feel every night it's just yeah it's been nice it's nice today it's a friday today so i've only we've only got one show later so i've managed to, I've, I've had the day uh -huh. off we've had we've just had four we have two shows on a wednesday two shows on a thursday so we've had four shows in two days so i am it, it does it knackers me out i'm a baritone as well so i'm not i'm not a typical kind of tenor that jd would be but it's um it's fun it's i mean it's the most incredible role i think i'll ever probably have the chance to play so i'm lapping up every moment Oh, I can only imagine. But anyway, now, for those who don't know, this isn't Jacob's first time in Heathers. Oh, no, not just this tour. There's There's been more. <laughs> so what was your original Heathers audition like? Funnily enough, I was chatting to Paul Taylor Mills, who's the producer, about this yesterday. Um, so I asked to be in the show. I don't know how long we've got, but I'll, I'll try and give you the full story in a short way. I messaged Paul Taylor Mills because he followed me on Instagram um, and he'd followed me for ages. I'd followed him for ages because, you know, he was like the guy that runs Heather's. I was like, mm, cool, must follow him. Um, and he, I messaged him in May 2021 asking for an audition for the Haymarket version with, you know, yeah. that subsequently had Jordan Lugage, Christina Bennington. Um, and he was like, and it was, for, they always had Jordan, so it was for cover JD. And he, um, he was like, yeah, send me used to doing Freeze Your Brain. I did. Didn't have an agent or anything. Uh, literally all through, like, direct message and then he got back about a week later and was like oh yes send me the sides you know the script um did that and about a week later he messaged me and said who's your agent I was like oh my goodness it's getting quite far then I, in, subsequently I had to pull out because I was with since September my band and I, I had lots of other things going on and I couldn't do it like which is now in hindsight is you know I wish I'd have done it because it probably if it if transpired it you know it would have been my West End debut um yeah. but I then in the October, when I found out that Heather's was going to the other palace, I did the same thing basically. But I got this is what I was talking to Paul about yesterday. I got a message at nine o'clock on my first day of rehearsal. I didn't know it was their first day of rehearsals, but I got but it was. Mm. I got a message at nine o'clock from my agent. I had an agent by this point saying um, they've got everyone. They don't need anyone. Like I didn't, I didn't send anything new. I just basically said to my agent, "Can you see if they need anyone?" They had everyone. I was like, oh, "Okay, whatever." Nine o'clock in the morning, eleven o'clock. I got a message from Paul Taylor Mills saying, "What are you doing for the next thirteen weeks?" And then that was 11 o'clock. By 5 p.m., we I'd sent my stuff to the U.S. team. I checked off, went in on Tuesday for the first day of rehearsals. That's it. That, that's all that I ever did. And then here I am now. Like, it's it's been a wild, very unconventional audition process. But that's how it worked out for me, yeah. Wow. And here we are. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> now, obviously, you did Heather's at the other palace uh, for quite, quite a while. Yeah, about five months six months yeah and then you went on to two and now did that just gradually sort of happen or did you re-audition or no I, I when I was coming to the end of my time I had to leave Heather's because I was doing the Little Mix tour yes so I never I never wanted to leave I never would have left but um I had obviously something else so I was obviously going to do that 
um, both incredible opportunities. Um, and then, what? but as I was leaving Heather's the first time, there was rumours about a tour. And, you know, it was, but it was rumoured to be like October, November of last year just gone. So I was saying like, but and at this point I hadn't booked Cinderella, uh, which I ended up doing last year in October, November. Yes, yeah. Um, so I I didn't have anything. So I, I literally messaged Paul about t- three times saying like, hey, if there is any like ed- other version of Heather's that ever comes up, I'd love to like, I'd love to be JD in it basically. Um, and he was like, oh, no tour as of yet, like nothing planned. And in yeah. hindsight, there was probably very faint rumors, but nothing planned. So he was correct in what he said. Um, and then I then when there was a tour announced. I hadn't heard anything, hadn't had like a, oh no, I got an availability check, they call it, in about August last year, basically saying, are you available to do it? If we if we should want you, that's kind of what it is. It's not yeah. a, it's not an offer, but it's like a, you know, if we were to want you, would you be free? And it just said 2023. And I was like, yes, of course. Um, that was in like the August. And then I was on holiday in January, got off the plane. I knew they started rehearsals on the Monday. And I, I landed on a Monday morning, the, like seven days before, and I landed and I got a message from Paul saying, do you want to do the tour? So I had seven days preparation, but obviously I knew the role. So it wasn't, I didn't yeah, yeah, care right. about that. Um, but yeah, so it literally, I only found out I got the role in January, but I didn't have to re-audition. I didn't have to do anything. I literally just got a message Brilliant. saying, do you want to do it? Very, which was very kind of them. But, you know, Paul had seen me do it. The, the American team hadn't seen me do it, but I'm sure they'd heard or they'd been sent footage or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's literally how I got back into it. So you know, it's kind of, I've ne- Heather's has never left me since I started in November 2021. Amazing. So you must have quite a connection with the show now. Just to, Absolutely. I mean, it's, yeah. oh, absolutely. It's changed my life. And like, I will always, or, you know, I don't mind, well, maybe I will in five years, but I, I don't think I can ever, I will ever mind people being like, oh, Jake Fowler from Heather's. You know, some people don't like to be attached to one thing, but, mm. you know, it's, it's given me the platform I have. It's given me the, you know, the, the success I have. So I, I would never, ever, you know, badmouth it or not want to be associated with it. I mean, it's, it's a brilliant show. Um, I saw it on tour, last tour, and then hopefully be back. Fingers gotta crossed. Got to, got to see you now. It's, <laughs> you got it. There's no way. Um, so <laughs> obviously you rehearsed for the other palace version, then you rehearsed for tour. How did the rehearsals differentiate? Was it much different for you rehearsing for tour? Was it a different... Um, well, obviously, the first time I was ever rehearsing the show, I was rehearsing as the Geek. I was never JD. I was oh, yeah. I was an ensemble member. So, and then the second time I was JD. So that differed. Yeah. Um, apart from that, they were very, very similar rehearsal processes. You, we had two weeks for both, which isn't very long at all, but it's obviously doable. Every every version has done it in two weeks. I don't know about uh, the original, like Harry and Jamie version. Um, they might have had a bit longer because they were like putting it on for the first time ever. But ever since then, it's always been to everyone's done in two weeks. Wow. Um, and, you know, everyone knows the songs, so it's kind of it's well, easier in that yeah. effect. Um, but, yeah, I think the actual process... Well, The Other Palace, we got to rehearse at The Other Palace because uh, Bill Kenwright, who's a producer, had just bought The Other Palace, so it was his space to use. So we literally rehearsed on the stage at The Other Palace. There was no set. They hadn't built the set yet. Um, but it was, like, on on the stage. Whereas here, obviously, we're on tour, so we couldn't rehearse at any venue. So we rehearsed just at uh, Lyric Hammersmith in London. Um, but apart from that, no, very, very similar. It was nice to have, um, well, I've met Kevin before briefly, but it was nice to have Andy, Kevin and Larry for the rehearsal process. So Larry, and especially for me, Larry O'Keefe, who wrote the music to Heather's, yes. he wrote Legally Blonde as well. And I 
I did Legally Blonde as an Amdram when I was like 17 or something, played Warner. Mm-hmm. And that, that was like one of the first musicals I ever did. And like, I loved, I was like, you know, I love Legally Blonde. It's one of my favorite musicals. So to yeah. even, yeah, I love Heather's as well, but to meet him as like someone that I looked up to when I was young and like, you know, I think, wow, you wrote Legally Blonde. That's so cool. I mean, it's very cool that you wrote Heather's as well, but like <laughs> Legally Blonde for me, like, mind blowing. So I was very, very excited to meet him. Um, and yeah, so but apart from that, the both, Processes were pretty similar. Mm. Now, how are you finding tour? I love it. I love tour. Um, it's nice to go to different venues. It's nice to go to different cities and actually explore the city outside of work. Um, and it's just nice. To, it makes it fresh every, you know, I think a lot, a pretty general consensus is that, you know, doing a show for, well, we're doing this for about nine months or eight months, doing a show for like, a, you know, a typical year long contract on the West yes. End. I, I would never ever say boring, but it can get um, familiar. You can become too familiar with it to the point where, you know, whereas doing it on tour, it has to change every single week. I mean, musical theatre in general changes night to night because depending on the audience, that's the age old thing. And that's true. But going from city to city just changes even more. Also, you know, there's the nice things about tour, which is like, well, our tour anyways, that you do eight shows within five days instead of eight shows in six days. That's why we have that Tuesday, Wednesday double show and Saturday um but it means that you have two days off um one of them is technically a travel day but you know if you travel on the Saturday night you can have the whole of the Sunday and the Monday off you know it, and it works a bit better sometimes especially if you're close you know for example York I will come on the Tuesday and then do a show on the Tuesday two Wednesday two Thursday Friday two Saturday and I don't think there's a late train on Saturday but then I can get home early on Sunday morning and have all of Sunday all of Monday off um, so things like that are nice about touring. And yeah, just the, just seeing cities and going to different, you know, being in a different dressing room every week, like that's quite cool because you get to, you know, by the end of this tour, I will have pretty much played every major theatre in the UK. Like even <laughs> to know that is very cool. Yeah, that is, that is great. Is there um, any venues you're most excited to visit? I'm very excited for, of course I'm excited for York. I've never been to York before. Um, I'm very excited for Leicester because that's where I live at the moment. And I've never, I've been to the Curb a lot and I've never, but I've never performed there. Um, Liverpool is just a fun city. Glasgow, um, apparently, well, at the moment we're in Dublin and this is insane. Like this theatre is huge. And this dressing room, I didn't realise it's like a a bit of a thing in the musical theatre community. There's two dressing rooms at this, theatre in Dublin and they're both like sweet I don't know if you can like see it it's like look at that it's it's like a penthouse suite it's unbelievable so Jenna's got one I've got one so I'm literally living like my and we're here for two weeks as well which is the longest we'll ever go anywhere so I'm literally living my like best life in Dublin (laughs) but no I'm I'm genuinely excited for everywhere because I've either been there before and I loved it so I'm excited to go back or I've never been there so I'm excited to go in the first place yeah, I mean, you'll enjoy York and you will enjoy Sunderland Empire because that is a gorgeous theatre as well. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard. She's stunning. So, hey, I might, I might come visit you again. Oh, this is great. There you go, twice. Um, <laughs> so, what's your favourite thing about playing JD? The, I mean, the journey he goes through. It's The good thing about JD is there isn't just one way of playing him or one, you know, it can be different every night and it can be different... Um, not that I necessarily do do, but, you know, different for every person that plays them. You know, most big major roles like that, there's a way of playing them. Um, you know, like the, I'm not comparing him to these type of characters, but, you know, like the Elphabas and the Valjons and the, you know, there, there is 
people put their own spin on it, but there's one way that that production wants you to go with it. JD, oh my goodness me, the lights gone off. They're Whoa. all sensors. I know, I'm going to have to stand up to put the sensors on. There you go. Um, that's how fancy it is. They're on, they're on sensors. So when I come back after like the inter uh, in the interval, they're all off. It's like a, it's, it's complete wow. dark. Um, but yeah, JD has this kind of, and I think it's to do with the the way the um, creative team uh, allow you to make your own decisions as yeah. well. But JD, he's got such an arc throughout the show where he starts off very charming and very kind of boy next door. I mean, he's clearly always a bit kind of mysterious, but that's kind of sexy at the beginning. But yeah. by the time he, like the end of Act One, you're thinking, oh goodness, <laughs> I can't believe I thought he was potentially nice. Um, <laughs> But, and then he, you know he goes to, and then he goes back up at the beginning after they sing seventeen. It's like oh we 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 forgive him we forgive him, and then back to like the end of I say no and it's like oh goodness me you know it, he goes in this massive and then even by the end just as you think oh goodness he's about to do an awful thing the last line he says in the whole show is you know um, and once I'm uh, once I disappear clean up the mess down here and it's like his final plea to Veronica is like a um, you know please. Yeah. Please revert whatever we did. Like I, I regret it almost. Um, yeah. So then you think, oh well, I don't forgive you for what you did, but you know, maybe you had a <laughs> slight like redemption you. there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you know, the nice thing about Heather's, I always say, is that at the very end, it's not like West Side Story. Well, of course it's not, but it's not like West Side Story where everyone walks out and it's like you know, no music. Everyone just walks out, bows. You know, everyone's crying. It's like by the end of it, you're like na 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 na, and it's everyone's together again. I'm stood next to Martha, who I don't speak to at all in the show or even look at. Um, and then obviously Veronica. And, you know, it's nice because everyone comes together and all of a sudden I, I can actually, talk, like, you know, have fun with the ensemble. Because I, JD, yeah. I, tell, I tell you what, if you don't get on, if, J, if the JD and Veronica don't get on, it is a nightmare for the JD because that's the only person you're ever on stage with. This like, you literally, you'd be working with someone that, like, you know, you'd, he literally walks on, talks to Veronica, walks off, walks on, talks to Veronica, walks off, sings a song, walks off. He has one scene with Duke um, and then like a tiny scene with Curtin Ram, but they're not nice scenes. The only person he's ever got really like any rapport with is Veronica. So God forbid any actors didn't get on. Luckily me and Jenna get on absolutely incredibly, but like, <laughs> you know, God forbid, because it, it's such, it's quite a lonely role really. Um, yeah. You don't get to speak to any of the ensemble or the, even the Heathers really. Um, and you know he's always got a bad thing to say about everyone, so you know, well, it's not yeah, even like yeah. exactly. But yeah, no, he's it's just an incredible arc that he has, um, and I love it. I love it so much. Oh, brilliant! That's so good. Do you have a favorite song in the show? It meant to be yours. I mean, it's just such a kind of you just. It's a power trip. Like I'm literally yes. doing that song, and I'm like, oh, especially, and I, and I don't know why. I don't know if it's because it's the first contract I did or if it was because, like, being in Heather's back... I mean, it still is an novelty to me because it's incredible. But, like, yeah. especially when I was first ever at the other palace, I never knew... Because I was the understudy, I never really knew when was going to be my last time playing JD because, like, you know, yeah. it turns out I quite a lot. But I didn't know <laughs> that. So I was all... I, I think whenever I'd be doing it, I'd be giving it... Not that I don't give it 100%, but now I know I'm JD. I know I'm going to have to do it eight times a week for the next eight months. So I, I pace myself, especially midweek matinees. Whereas then I I didn't know. So I really, I mean, I looking back, I was absolutely exhausted. And I, I am now. But <laughs> I, I mean, I, I really went for it. And like, I think something about the other palace being so small and the audience are there, they're right in front of you. Yeah. And, and you know, like, there was like this bit where just before I'd go on for Meant to Be Yours, I have to, uh, Veronica says, um, I am not the problem, um, just before he comes on. And I literally used to pass her run on 
and hide behind the window ready to come through and do the knock knock and I'd be there and I'd, but the way the other palace is it curves around so I was stood behind a window here or crouched down waiting to come through to do the knock knock and there'd be four audience members that could I mean not even it, they could clearly see me I was just looking yeah. at them but I'd, I'd start to make it a thing where I'd literally look to the side and just stare at them before I went on and they very much know they're not looking at JD they're looking at the because I'm not meant to be seen so they're very much looking at the actor yeah. But I'd, I'd, I'd be JD on purpose and I'd try and freak them out. Um, <laughs> and things like that, it just made it so much more like... But um, still, I, and Meant to Be Us is the best... Well, sorry, not the best song in the show, but it's my best song in the show um, because it's just... I mean... It, <laughs> I mean, some people would think it's the best song in the show because it is... It's just so massive. So is I yeah. Say No. But they kind of almost come back... To, well, they've got a kindergarten boyfriend in the middle, which is very different but they that that last 20 minutes mm. is so mega like i'm up here and i like i hear the um you know um yo girl keep it together and i'm literally like oh my god this is it like that's the beginning of this like 10 minute section that just goes boom 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 but and it oh my even thinking about it, it gives me heart palpitations i'm like oh my god i can't do it i can't do it, I can't do it. um <laughs> but it's just it's such a power trip I, I come off and i'm literally i come up here and i'm like I have to grab my water and then go back down and with the, well, I'm not going to spoil it, but go back down with a prop um, and like, yeah. you know, do this final scene really. And it's just the last 20 minutes of that show for me are like, it's wow, just like yeah. nothing. So. No, it's it's a very powerful show, I think in general. And I think yeah. that's one reason why everyone loves it so much. Yeah. I think Definitely. it's so relatable. People, everyone's been to school and everyone knows people that are like the Heathers um, everyone knows people that are, well, hopefully they don't, but everyone knows what type of person JD is. Um, and, you know, it's just so, and I, I actually think that people are, even I say sometimes, I'm like, oh, I wonder why it didn't do as well on Broadway as it did here or off Broadway. And I think it's because maybe in America, it's too close to home. Like, you know, they still deal yeah. with all those problems like guns in schools and, you know, not to get too political, but they do. That is still very, very prevalent, whereas we've never had to, well, I know we have in the past, but not in the last 20 years that we had to no. deal with guns in schools, really. It's such a, that would be such an, un, you know, unfortunate event if, you know, it's just not a thing. If you saw all of a sudden, oh, there's been a mass shooting in a UK school, like, it would be, it would be, it wouldn't be unbelievable. Um, whereas in, in the uh, USA, it happens like every week, it seems. So awesome. it's probably too close to home there. Whereas here, we could, we're slightly more removed from the subjects of the show. So you can almost be a bit like, oh wow imagine that whereas actually they're probably yeah. watching going okay what's new and it's which is a shame which is a huge shame it really uh, is but i think that's why it's done so well in the uk is because we're, we're a bit more slightly removed from it i think yeah no i agree i agree um obviously the show is coming to york on the 9th till the 13th of may which is considered i'm going to get this out next week it's in a week's time which is really exciting yeah. so if you are in york Grab your tickets, go. I'll put a link in the description for that. Grab some of them. Um, and if you want to see Heather's on the rest of the tour, you can. I will put a link to the website where you can see all the other tour dates and book your tickets for that. Now, there's one more question I have for you, which is going to link yeah, in with what I've just said. Why should people come and see the show? I think, I and I don't know if I'm biased, but I don't think I am because I remember seeing this show for the first time ever without any ties to it. And I remember it's the only show I've ever seen where I've not known anything that was going to happen. I, I saw it at the Haymarket 
on gala night for enough. I didn't mean to say on gala night, but it just happened to be gala night. And I saw Carrie and Jamie, and obviously it's a different cast, but it's the exact same production. Um, and I remember seeing it on the very back row of the Haymarket in London, literally like looking down like that. And I, all I knew is that I knew a bit of Candy Store and I knew a bit about who Carrie Hope Fletcher was. But apart from that, yeah. not a clue. And I walked out of that theatre and I was like, hey, this is one of my favourite musicals. And that doesn't happen to me. I'm just Brilliant. looking behind you. And like, I don't like Hamilton, for example. I, I can appreciate what it's done, but I don't like it. So I'm a rarity in musical theatre. Come from yeah. away. I love it now. But the first time I saw it, I, it wasn't for me. Just to show you the type of thing that like, clearly they're hits and I'm yeah. six. I'm just, and Juliet, pretty much everything that's behind you. I've seen it and I love it now, but I didn't like it on first, like on first, um, yeah. like viewing. Yeah, so I've I've seen a lot of things that on first viewing I haven't loved. Heather's on first viewing without any bias, I loved it, and I think hopefully that's enough for people to be like, oh, okay, and maybe people will come and not love it. For example, if you don't like anything that's even remotely rude, and I mean remotely rude, you like, I'm, I'm sure you still enjoy it. I think it would surprise you, but like for example, if you don't like swearing, there are bits of swearing in there, and like you know, there are a lot of things that could trigger people. However. I think that even if you think something might trick, I mean, if it's really going to trick you, obviously don't don't do that to yourself. But mm. a lot of people have come to this show that they think, well, they know they do have things that trigger them, and actually they've walked out and thought, no, that's helped me deal with how I trigger that because we nothing is touched on in a rude or well, it is it's rude, but it's nothing is ever attacking a minority for a sake of it. Yeah. it it's it's attacking it in the context of the show and then showing how actually that's not the correct way to be in society. By the end of the show, the good guys win. And I think that's a very optimistic, you know, way of looking at things. I'd, I'd like to hope. Um, yeah. I just think it, it's got, it's funny, it's sad, it's depthful, but yet it's very lighthearted. It's, it's kind of, it really does suit a big majority of people. I think it's, really for the general public there's no one specific yeah. you know it has this kind of young cult following that's kind of like 14 to 20 it does have that but that's not what it is if you think it's going to be like mean girls it's not if so. you think it's going to be like a chick flick it's not it's very depthful um especially because jd comes into the situation and really flips it could be very mean girlsy but it you know it's got this character got that i that's, yeah, that, that really messes stuff up um, in an exciting way. So, yeah, I think that's why people should come and see it. Amazing. And I could not have said that any better than what you... That was that was, that was it. Um, <laughs> but, no, aside from that, I want to thank you all for watching. Uh, I want to thank you for joining me, Jacob. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thanks um, for having me. And I'll see you all in the next episode. Bye.